Okay, thanks for joining me once again. This is True News 365. Uh, this one is entitled Eschatology Trippin'. Okay, yep, Eschatology Trippin'. I don't think I do a whole lot on eschatology. Okay, but once in a while, I guess you have to. Uh, this time, the reason why I'm bringing this one up uh, is because uh, I was uh, recently on a... Uh, uh, a recent group conversation and I came across uh, some fellow Christians who were highly confused about the solution um, to many of the problems we have in our culture. Uh, many could not see how the exclusive dependency on God and the moving forward in preaching the gospel of the kingdom was the overall solution to our current cultural problems. Uh, they leaned heavenly on the dependency on politics as a means to get us out of this mess but then they were apathetic thinking things can't change because the political sphere is rigged towards unbelievers okay um then they shared the thought that spiritual solutions were somehow um separate from the more tangible solutions voting and getting involved in politics the idea that we're living in the last days, I notice, seems to be one of the main barriers and stumbling blocks to believing God could bring change. Uh, now, this perspective that we're living in the last days, I believe, is actually true. We are living in the last days. We're living in the end times for sure. But what I mean about um, that is, is that... Um, because we are inevitably running through the course of this age after our Lord ascended and we are indeed in that stage where it can be viewed as the end of the age or the end time uh, we nevertheless can't say when Christ will return or how much time we actually have uh, that is up to the sovereignty of God uh, Christ could return 20 or 30 years from now or he could return in another 100 years in other words the tribulation against the saints has been going on since Christ ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of power so that means we have to live as though he can come today by standing watch but fight as though we don't know when he'll return okay the word of God says the, that ultimately the children of God will inherit the earth but to hold too tightly to the idea that we're all just rearranging furniture on the Titanic or that Christ could come at any time, um, I regret to say does indeed produce a spirit of apathy among Christians, okay? In a sense, uh, as of to, still today, I hold a premillennial eschatology and I have held this view since I've been saved many decades ago but because I recognize my eschatology as a secondary essential in theology with relation to the body of Christ I'm not dogmatic on my eschatology and I've been listening to a lot of post-millennial teachers lately in fact on a personal note I've delved into the amillennial understanding recently with great interest in how they see things with regard to end times prophecy but that's for another upcoming podcast 
uh, the post mill guys have been saying that the pre mill guys have an escapist mentality. And now I see what they're talking about. It's actually true. Uh, many do. When you talk to people, uh, you realize that this indeed is true. Um, and I finally recognize how true it is what they've been saying concerning the stumbling block that comes from a premillennial view this uh, idea that Christ is coming really soon and there's nothing we can do and how uh, we shouldn't expect that God will restore society because it's all going uh, to burn away anyways um, I, I, can, I, can, I couldn't see it before because I, I myself never had that perspective on a premillennial as a pre-millennial believer I did recognize the importance of evangelism and I did recognize that there has always been persecution of Christians and earthquakes and sufferings you know throughout time but now talking with more believers I hold to a um, that hold to a pre-millennial view I see how many actually are eschatology tripping in this way the saints during the first century were looking for Christ then the saints no doubt during the black plague thought it was the end at that time then you have uh, the time during World War One, World War Two, on and on I'm sure there were and continue to be people living even right now who are calling out Maranatha come Lord Jesus but because they're going through just as much persecution in their land as the saints did during the first century and that's only looking at our nation the message of Christ has come through many nations before it even got to us and the persecution and tribulations have continued they've never really stopped <laughs> but while we should never stop calling out Maranatha and being ready for him we still do need to believe that he could restore at any time for his will or his glory all things at least in our nation right because as the worst uh, the war saying goes it ain't over till it's over so our work ain't done yet the Lord left us here to do a job and that job isn't over in John chapter 9 the Lord says we must carry out the works of him who sent me as long as it is day not night is coming when no one can work while I am in the world I am the light of the world okay so he says we must carry out the works of him who sent him meaning God and then he talks about a time when no one can work what time is he referring to I think he's referring to the end of the age and working toward that work that he's left us here to do which is to spread the seed of the gospel of the kingdom that's what the saints do that's what the salt and light is about right that work that 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 is the work and and it's a good parallel with, with uh, Matthew 13 uh, Matthew 13 if you go to Matthew 13 chapter 13 verse 30 starting at 36 I'll read then he left the crowds and went into the house and his disciples came to him and said explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field and he said the one who sows the good seed is the son of man and the field is the world and as for the good seed these are the sons of the kingdom and the weeds are the sons of the evil one and the enemy who sowed them is the devil and the harvest 
is the end of the age and the reapers are angels so just as the weeds are gathered up and burned with fire so it shall be at the end of the age okay so uh, the harvest is the end of the age which is what we're talking about we're talking about the end of the age the end of time the seed is the work he says God gave us to do remember John chapter 9 so here's the connection between the end of the age the work of spreading the seed of the gospel and the good news and the work we have to do which will end at the end of the age when he comes back in other words our work ain't over till it's over we can't do that work if we're in an escapist apathetic mentality of thinking like if we're thinking that he's coming let's uh, we're just going to sit here and wait for him. The spreading that seed doesn't just mean you yelling out on a soapbox in the street corner, handing out gospel tracts. It means teaching your children discipleship at home and at, at a church and taking positions in local politics, getting involved. In other words, one's eschatology breeds the work of God, period. What you think your role and work is will determine the conviction uh, that you have to get busy doing God's work. God's spirit inside you will determine how involved we'll get in our family's work, our local communities, and then we could see a change in the culture and it could have been by the grace and the power of the Holy Spirit. The idea um, that this idea that we have to depend upon the arm of the flesh, which I believe to be politics and presidents and politicians to save us is ridiculous because it's God who places people in positions of power. We see that in all over the scriptures. The Bible says, don't rely on the arm of the flesh. The Bible says that God, that God is the one who puts rulers in the positions and they're accountable to him. Bible says that we're not to depend on horses and chariots and the conscience of the people especially more in this nation is what moves politics and government when the people have had enough with sin and they've truly repented the Holy Spirit will truly create a manifestation of power that can overtake a nation it's not the first time that it's done if it's God's will to do so we can always appeal to God and petition to save our nation. To depend on the arm of the flesh instead of God is to not believe in God and not stand in faith of what God can do. All because we think we know what the end is. We might not think we're time-setting, but if we think this way, we technically are time-setting. You don't want to be numbered among the list of time-setters. There have been many of them, like those who founded most cults and heresies, okay? And how do we know this? Because we see it in the Bible. How many times don't we see that Israel teetered and tottered between committing themselves to God and falling into lukewarmness, and ultimately, as it is written, then there arose a generation that did not know God. This has to do with teaching and living life through the lens power of God, a biblical perspective. The Bible says we live by faith, not by sight. Just as a nation will rot with time, which is what we're seeing, 
we've seen in biblical accounts of Israel, we're seeing here in our nation, there was a time when we weren't as bad. We've progressed to this rot. But in God's providence, the same way a nation rots, a nation can flourish. The book of uh, Jonah comes to mind. Unless we don't believe in biblical accounts, that nation in Jonah's day was exceedingly evil. But their king repented and turned back. The people turned back as well. No matter how bad it can get with us still, 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 by the power of God's Holy Spirit, we can grow and move men and women to start rectifying spiritually this broken nation. And there can be a revival. What's to say there can't be? You can't say it won't happen because we're in the last days. But that still doesn't say we know how much time we have. It also doesn't say how, you know, for sure that we know what graces and work God might choose to do moving forward. We can't let our eschatology trip us into thinking we know what God is doing, when and how. That's not biblical. But we can believe in the power of God to transform our nation just as he's transformed us personally. Just as he's done so when we thought it was all over in times past, he can do it again. Consider all this nation has been through with the war uh, for independence and then the Civil War, uh, 1929, when the economy crashed. You don't think there were saints back then who said Christ is coming, and yet we're still here? They thought we were living in the last days also. Not, believe, not believing this is, is to not be biblical and to deny the power of God. Denying the power of God is a big no-no. You don't want to deny the power of God. The Bible says, be believing and do not be unbelieving. When you, when you ask, consider that you've already received it by faith. Uh, so this also brings to mind Romans chapter 11, where the prophet in times of what seems to be absolute annihilation of God's people and the end being near and the sky falling God speaks saying I say then God has not rejected his people as he far from it for I too am an Israelite a descendant of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin tribe of Benjamin God has not rejected his people from whom he foreknew or do you not know when the scripture says in the passage about Elijah how he pleads with God against Israel. Lord, they have killed your prophets, they have torn down our, your altars, and I alone am left, and they are seeking my life. But what is the divine response to him? I have kept for myself 7,000 men who have not bowed to the, the knee to Baal. In the same way then, there has also come to be a present time a remnant according to God's gracious choice. Okay, so the prophet at that time was bugging out, losing faith, and God spoke to him. I have remained for myself a number of people that believe in me. Okay, um, the message here is that even when it seems like we're dwindling and we're alone, God is in control and his plan moves forward. His plan, his plan, his plan. Let's keep this in mind in subjection to his will. So basically... It's God who decides when it's over. It's God who decides these things, but we are to remain holy and dedicated to God's work. We can't let apathy set in thinking we can't 
as a church make a difference for us, our children and our children's children, because we can't succeed with that type of mentality. It's also not fair towards the next generation, our children and our grandchildren. Our apathy is unfairness to them. So we have to continue forward by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because that's uh, having that as a defeatist attitude, that type of attitude isn't going to induce a spirit of fight and energy and optimism that establishes our hope in Christ. That attitude isn't in keeping with the scriptures concerning God's promises to his people and how we will inherit the earth. So, in all honesty, I really do believe that sometimes we can get caught. And because we're thinking that, you know, we're living in the end times, that uh, it's going to stifle our progressing and moving forward. What we do need to do is stand up for what is truth, speak out in a school board like many are doing, or in many different ways in the public square, not be afraid to talk. Uh, if you're not afraid to talk, people near you will see your strength and they too will stand up and you will reinforce their strength. Okay, moving forward. So it doesn't mean that we're thinking about uh, carnally or living on this earth. That's not what it says. The, the, the issue is that while God has not taken us out, we are to remain doing his work because God is working in this age so that more and more people can come to faith. So while we're seeing things um, be, uh, uh, might see, be seeing negative now, don't keep your eye off of scripture because scripture is showing us that he is counting those for the kingdom as they add on until that very last believer and very last indwelt spirit-filled son of God or daughter of God and then that's when the Lord will return okay he's, he's looking for as many to come to him and so not to empower yourself is not to keep on the good fight and doing the work of God all right so that's um basically it for today I want you to consider these things and once again be encouraged uh pass this on to uh brothers and sisters you think it would encourage and uh until next time this is uh true news 365 god bless thanks again for listening to true news 365 check out true news 365.com for more podcasts blogs resources commentary check me out on youtube twitter facebook ig telegram i'm all over the place and until next time let's keep the faith moving forward and ignite the power of truth with the word of god to our neighbors and the rest of the world in christ's name god bless